1: Hello and welcome to our post-election podcast from The Economist. I'm Anne McElvoy, Senior Editor. Although the Conservatives do now have a majority in the House of Commons, it's a very small one, and that means that party discipline is going to be key to ensuring that any planned legislation isn't scuppered by even a small group of backseat dissenters. In the British Parliament, it's the so-called whips who are responsible for trying to keep the party driving in the same direction. And while the fragility of the majority is likely to keep them more than usually busy, it will at least add a bit of drama to proceedings in the House. Michael, now Lord Dobbs, is someone who knows very well the dramatic potential to be derived from the inner workings of Parliament. He wrote the best-selling book and later television series House of Cards, on which the recent Netflix version starring Kevin Spacey is based. The original was all about the Machiavellian dealings of Francis Urquhart, a chief whip plotting the demise of the Prime Minister. Uh, Michael, I'm not going to suggest that the new chief whip Mark Harper is cut from the same cloth as Francis Urquhart, but he is going to have quite a job on his hands, isn't he?
0: Oh, All all chief whips do, but particularly, as you say, in an extraordinary atmosphere here where uh, an unexpected result has produced a government with a small majority, um, but with a huge workload to do. This is the first time that we've had a... Conservative government, a Conservative government with a majority, um, in in a generation. The last time one was, uh, was elected was 1992. So there's some, there's some bits of history to catch up on here.
1: And it is a very small majority if we compare it with historically much larger Conservative majorities. Is it a manageable majority? If you were sitting there with the chief whip and you're having a late night glass of whiskey together. Do you think he'd be saying, "I really worry you that I can't control this"?
0: Well, well, it's not quite as black and white as the figures suggest because, first of all, the opposition isn't unified. The, the the opposition parties are are split amongst a large number of different parties. So that means that they're not cohesive and they won't all vote as a bloc. And there are some uh, parties in there, such as the uh, the Northern Irish Democratic Unionist Party, who will probably. And conceivably be quite helpful to the Conservatives from time to time. So it's not quite as uh, bare the majority as it looks on paper. Uh, And one of the things that is so important in keeping majorities together is showing clear leadership. Now, funnily enough, in the last government, which was a coalition government, um, David Cameron had a lot of trouble. He had to compromise with his Lib Dem opponents, and a lot of his backbenchers didn't like it and kicked up rough. Uh, This time he will be able to offer a conservative agenda and I suspect that there will be more coherence and, and more unity in the party because they're not having to make the compromises that they did before.
1: One of your character, Francis Urquhart's most quoted lines describing his role is, I put a bit of stick about, which was a euphemism really for threatening and blackmailing people (laughs) into towing the party line. Bit of poetic license involved, I'm sure, but how close to real life... Is that approach?
0: Well, there certainly are times when you have to put a bit of stick around. Uh, you, you know, Because politics is a rough, tough game. If you're fighting hard for a particular cause, you expect a bit of toughness and roughness from time to time, particularly from the whips. So but, what, but,
1: kind of give me an example, and what sort of methods would whips in the British Parliament use to maintain that precious discipline?
0: Oh, the, the easiest thing, the most obvious thing, is to say, if you're not going to cooperate with us, we won't cooperate with you, and therefore your political career is dead, or at least is shrunken, to a, a minor level that's the most obvious one but there can be um, you know there are politicians whose private lives can be a little awkward and if they became more public their private lives would not sustain their political careers and therefore there are the, the whips have a, a large number of private confidences you might even say secrets which they share with individual MPs and um, of course they expect a price to be paid at times for sharing those sort of confidences. So
1: how do they gather that information?
0: Oh, the, the information is there. I mean, the, you know, you, you can see it. It's there. There are always the telltale signs of somebody, for instance, who's having trouble with, a, with a, the, the drink. Somebody who's being unreliable for, for other domestic reasons. But you don't just use that as a stick to, to beat them into submission. Uh, if you're a, a good whip and a good whip's operation, you will use the WIPs operation to support them as well, to actually find resolutions to their problems. I, I know some MPs who have been sent away f- to, to clinics, for instance, where they needed to, to find some, some time to resolve their personal problems. And that it can at times be handled by the WIPs and get advice from the WIPs. It is not just a, a military operation, whereas if you trip over, you are out. Um, it's, it's supposed to be a support operation as well.
1: Well, a mixture of support and threat, perhaps. And in the American system, which is the setting for the new version of House of Cards, the Netflix one, is very different in a lot of ways. But did you see similarities there in the horse trading, the you scratch my back way of dealing with things?
0: It's very, very similar in so many ways, because at the end of the day, government is a a bit like uh, running a football team. You are a member of a football team. Now, you want to be a star as a, as a politician. You want to be a star of this particular operation. But you know that you can't do everything on your own. You're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to pass the ball. You're going to have to play in a position, sometimes out of position, uh, when your team manager tells you. And you know that the only way that you're going to be able to, to achieve success is actually with the support and cooperation of others. So politics right from the start is has to be a matter of compromise. You get to decide what you compromise on, you get to decide when you're going to pass the ball, Um, but it's your particular skill in making those compromises which will see you climb up the ladder and get to be in a position where you can get more of what it is you want, or whether you're going to uh, just become one of life's uh, reserves, sitting on the touchline and uh, cheering others all the time.
1: Now, I understand that David Cameron is a fan of House of Cards. Is it true he's already got the box set of Series (laughs) 3?
0: Well, put it this way. The box set of Series 3, of course, isn't out yet. But can I put it this way? Mr Cameron is in a rather special position. He loves House of Cards. He chillaxes uh, two House of Cards and one or two other programs like that. And I thought that he deserved um, some opportunity after all the rigours of an election campaign to be able to put his feet up and relax. So, uh, yes, um, I, I think it's possible. You suggest that he, he might have a, a bootlegged copy of, of House of Cards Series 3. Well, you might say that. I couldn't possibly comment.
1: But of course, the spirit of Francis Urquhart lives on there. Thank you very much, Michael Dobbs. I'm Anne McElvoy, and you've been listening to a post-election podcast from The Economist. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.